Thank you, Jesus. Good morning. Welcome to Daily Rema with Johnson Julius. Shall we pray? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord and Maker, we thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for victories over the night. Thank you for all the blessings and benefits attached to life. Dear God, be thou exalted in the mighty name of Jesus. Our Lord and Maker, this morning we come before the throne of grace, having nothing to hide before you. We hereby confess all our shortcomings, all our iniquities before you. Father, please have mercy and forgive us this morning in the name of Jesus. Let the blood of atonement atone for us, the blood of Jesus. And let the efficacy of the blood cleanse all spirits on our body and make us whole from every filthiness, pollution, dirtiness, contamination, and defilement of sins and iniquities in the name of Jesus. Dear God, this morning, we pray, as we step out this day, please, we apply for grace and capacity to please you in all our ways. Father, please help us as we step out. Go ahead of us, lead us, guide us, direct our path, other steps. Keep us away from all forms of evil and temptations. Bless and prosper every of our good undertakings that are not uh, uh, contrary to your will, for, to your way and to your words for us this day in the name of Jesus. Thank you, dear God, for in Jesus, the most prosperous name, we have prayed. Amen, 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 fire. God bless you once again. I greet those of us who have joined life from the Casbust, God bless you. Please join me in the book of Isaiah. Join me in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter number 6. Isaiah chapter number 6. We are to read from verse 7 through to, I mean from verse 1 through to verse 7. Isaiah chapter number 6 from verse 1 through to verse number 7. Amen. I read in King James Version of the Bible. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his tray filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twine, he covered his face, and with twine, he covered his feet, and with twine, he did fly. And one cried unto another, and said, Holy, 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 is the Lord of hosts. He, the whole earth is full of his glory, and the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. 
For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphim, seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from, the, from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow. This is by God's special grace, episode 15 of your choice. Episode 15 of your choice. Your choice. This morning, I want to talk on divine encounters. So many a time, we have had encounters in our fellowship place. Uh, our, some of us, even during our personal prayer time or personal uh, quiet time or devotion, whichever name you call it. But yet, things seems to remain the same. Things seems not to change. Why? What happened? Why is all this happening? The truth is this. Hear me well this morning. Divine encounters on their own do not change people. Divine encounter doesn't change people on their own. That is the truth. Too many of us have been waiting for God to do in our heart and in our lives what God has decided and put in our hands to do by ourselves. We are waiting for God to do it. It's like, let me give this small illustration. It's like you are hungry and you have no money, no food stuff at home. And you were praying, God, I'm hungry. Please provide for me. I want to eat. Provide food. And before you know it, maybe somebody knock at your door and just hand over some cash into your hands that is well enough for you to feed yourself. And they bring the money and you are just telling God, oh God, I need food. I need to eat. I'm hungry. God, I want to eat. I'm hungry. Why are you still praying? Do you want God to take that money and step out to the store to go and buy you food stuff and come on your gas and, 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 and cook for you? Or what are you expecting God to do? You prayed for provision. God has provided money. Now, the responsibility, the money alone cannot feed your hunger. Can you see now? That money cannot satisfy your hunger. You need to take steps. You need to step out. You need to go to the store where they are selling food stuff and you buy the food. Or you go to a restaurant where they have prepared food and you eat there. Or you, when you go to the store, you buy the food, you come back home. It's your responsibility to come and cook. And when you cook, then you will eat. The hunger disappears. 
Can you see something? Or if you are the type that you love going out to eat from the restaurant, no crime. Then it is not God that will go to a restaurant to go and buy food, well, food for you. You must step out. If you remain inside praying, fire, prayer, God, I'm hungry. Let fire fall. Let food fall. Let my hunger be satisfied. And you did not take the money. Or maybe as you are praying, there is a lot in your account or mobile wallet that there is a cash there and you are expecting God to be the one to go and do the cash out and also buy the food. No, this is exactly what many of us are doing. If you want divine encounters to change you, it's your choice. You have your responsibility. You have your roles to play. And if you choose not to play your own part, you, your life remains the same, no matter what. Your life remains the same. How on earth do you trust? I mean, do, do you continue praying that? Ah, God, help me to. Yes, God will help you, but let me tell you for you to trust God, God, God cannot make you to trust Him. It is your choice. You will choose that I want to trust God as from this time henceforth. I don't want to rely on the arm of flesh. I don't want to trust on my own alone any longer. This time around, I need to trust God. I need to put all my trust in him. That is the truth. That is the truth. God doesn't force us to live spiritual life or or. or, or uh, to live uh, uh, a life spiritual, I mean, to live spiritually or moral life. No, 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 no. God will not force you to live morally. God will not force you not to be promiscuous. If you want, if you choose to be promiscuous, so be it. God will be looking at you. God is not at lost. Let me tell you something. Do you know that if the old world perish today and go to hell, God is not at lost. Yes, God is not at last. The first world, when he destroyed with the world in the time of Noah, when he destroyed the whole world, was it at last? No. With only one man, he began again. That is whom he is, because he is God. He is God. So God is not at last at all. So we, he is not in hurry. And he will never be in a hurry to the point of forcing you to live spiritually or forcing you to live a moral, a moral life. It is your responsibility. It is your responsibility. It's your choice. You must choose to trust God. You must choose to obey him. You must choose to live according to his own dictates, not according to your own standard, not according to your own mind, not according to your own belief. No. It is your responsibility. It's, it, is, it, is, it is you that must choose to do that. That is it. As we encounter him in prayer, in song, in uh, our study, in, you can encounter God in so many places. Look at this encounter, beautiful encounter. This man has been prophet for many years, but yet not changed, yet undone, yet still living in iniquity. But the year that King Uzziah died, he saw an encounter that was an encounter that moved him 
After he saw the whole thing, that was not what changed him. His life began to change in verse 5. He said, Then I said, Woe is me. Why? It was done on him that he has been living his life the way he ought not to live as a prophet. The encounter he had brings about revelation of his past, of his life. His past is present. And comparing, he now says that, no, in any standard, I am not worthy of seeing this such a sight I am seeing. I am not worthy. No, 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 no. I'm dead already. How can I see this despite my ways, despite my thoughts, despite my life, despite all I'll be doing? I am unworthy. I'm undone. How could I be seeing this kind of sight? I don't deserve this. So it is the, 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 the revelation of his status that changed him that no, I must change my life. Immediately he confesses that I am undone. Even the, the midst of the people I live, ah, they, they are corrupt people. They corrupt people. Uh, they, are, they are corrupt and they are corruptors. They are corrupting people. Can you see? Then that was when the solution came. That was when God now shows, okay, I will help you. But is, is you are the one. It's your choice. So if you if you are hiding your sin, it's your choice. That is the reason why the Bible says your sin you will find you out. The sin you are hiding that you don't confess will find you out. In the book of uh, uh, Numbers and uh, in First Timothy, the Bible says the sins of some people go beforehand. You go ahead of them beforehand. Why the sins of the, some people follow after them? The sin you don't confess will follow you to, in order to do what? To find you out at the end. That is the truth. Your sin will find you out. Definitely, your sin will find you out. So, you must do something. It is your choice to confess. God will not come to confess your sin for you. God will not enter you and begin to confess. You have done this, you have done that. No. It is you as a man. It's your responsibility. Play your own role. Pay your part. Do your part. Do your part. Confess your sins. It was the confession that brought the anger. One of the seraphim, uh, of the seraph to uh, Isaiah that, okay, we will help you. Now it touched him with a live coal from the altar. Now say, your sin is forgiven. Your iniquities are totally taken away from you. And fast for you, you are purged already. You are holy already. Do you know from this time around, the ministry of Isaiah changed. That is what divine encounter does. The ministry of Isaiah totally turned around. He became the prophet of Messiah. He became a Mosaic prophet. Look at Isaiah. I love him for one thing. There is no prophecy in Isaiah that has not been fulfilled. Every of his prophecy concerning the Messiah were accurate, were all on point, and all of them were doing what? Were fulfilled. Even Christ himself, when he came, the, station, the, uh, the, the mission statement, he, as he picked it up, 
it was in the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and He has anointed me. When He started His ministry, He entered into the temple. He demanded for the word, and He read. He read from the book of Isaiah. Why? Isaiah had an uncommon encounter, and He responded. Our our response to divine encounter is what makes God is what moves God into action. How, when you are in your place of prayer, pray. When a cantor came on you, when some things done on you, or when you were when you were when you are reading your Bible and some revelation done on you, what did you do? How did you respond to that revelation, Matamos? How you respond to that revelation is what we move God into action. It is what we move God to help you. It's not your prayer praying that God help me to confess my sin. What what sort of prayer is that? That is harant nonsense. That is harant nonsense. So you need your own self to choose your choice. Your choice is involved. Your choice is involved. You play your own part, and from there, God will take it up. God will take it up. So as we encounter Him. We need to respond in faith and with love. We reciprocate his love towards us. Then we need to come to the place of voluntary submission to his will. We must submit voluntarily, not by force, because he will never force you. He will never force you. Submit voluntarily, why? Through his word and his spirit, he, 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 he help us. He give us power. He give us grace to follow through, to follow him. That is it. He doesn't do it for us. He will give us the capacity to do it. He give us the grace to do it. He made the grace available. So it's your choice to utilize it. It's your choice to make it work out in your situation. Your choice. You see? Apostle Paul was writing to the, to, to the believers in, the, in Rome when he was uh, uh, telling them that, that the, he was talking to the people who, who have already been substantially transformed. The people who have been transformed by God through their faith in the Messiah. But the understanding that we still face challenge of uh, resisting, being conformed to the lifestyle of uh, the people we live in the midst of them. Just like Isaiah said, I, I, I live in the midst of the people of undone lips. Exactly. The challenge was also prominent during the time of Apostle Paul, while he was writing, was writing to the people of, of Rome. That is in the book of uh, Romans chapter number 12. Then in verse 2, Apostle Paul told them that they were to be transformed by the renewing of their minds. The, can you see now? Is it God that will do that for them? No. God is not coming to read Bible for you. God will not come to read Bible for you. You are the one to read Bible. It is your responsibility to read Bible everywhere, every day, everywhere you go. It is your responsibility to pray. 
God is not coming to, to enter you and be praying. No. God will give you promptness to pray. Then you, when you see the signal, the promptness comes. Then you grab it. You don't allow it to slip off you. You grab it and you pray. You read Bible. It is your responsibility. Apostle Paul told them, your mind can be, remo- can be transformed and be renewed by the reading of the word of God. It is by his word that you can transform. It is through his word you can be renewed. So it's our responsibility. It is our choice. So whatever divine encounter we have had, we need to continue in that process by playing our own part. That is it. As we encounter God, we need to change our ways of thinking. We need to change our ways of thinking. Bringing our mind into God's truth, but to be in line with, in, uh, with, the, with the truth of the word of God. You allow your, your heart to be aligned with the word of God. God is not coming to change for you. You are the one to change for God. You are the one to change for God. God is not coming to change. He will not change his standard for your sake. He will not change anything. He is not coming to change you unless you change yourself. Yes, you need to change some things by yourself. It is your responsibility. It is your responsibility. Stop praying about what God has placed in your hand to do. Don't stop praying, praying it that God come and do this for me. God has given you the grace, the capacity, and the responsibility to do that. So do it. Do it. So, it is only as you, uh, uh, as you cooperate with God in this process that you can see positive changes occurring in your life one after the other. You must take steps first. It is a must. You must respond when you see the signal for, of divine encounter. You must embrace it. Respond in faith and in love. And from there, God pick it up. The rest is left for God when you respond. The, le- the rest is left for God. That is it. That is what you are to do. It is your choice. It is your choice. This morning, I challenge you. I challenge you this very morning. Choose to embrace divine encounter. Divine encounter, like I said, on their own, divine encounters cannot change you. You may have millions of divine encounters. If you choose not to change, nothing happens. Just a few episodes uh, away, maybe last week, I was talking about Solomon. Solomon had great encounter with God, encounters with God twice. Twice God appeared. The Bible says God appeared to Solomon. Twice. Do you know what? Those encounters, those, those appearances of God to Solomon was not enough to hold Solomon glue to God. Solomon chose strange women over God. And that was it. Disaster came into his life. 
He shows not. If somebody, if God appeared to you, you see, if God appeared to you once, I am very, I'm very, I'm very sure if God should appear to me once, ah, that encounter, I will never allow it to leave me until I die. I will hold on to that encounter. That encounter is enough. I'm telling you, God appeared to him once. God was, God was talking to Solomon. God gave Solomon blank check. Write whatever you want. Son, what do you want? Can you see? Open check. God gave him. What do you want? He was talking with God. The same man ended up bowing down to many idols. Many, not one, not two. Many idols. Can you see the encounter alone on, on, on their own? Encounters on their own cannot change a man. You must choose to embrace that encounter. You must choose to embrace it in love, in faith. God bless you. Bow down your head. Talk to God this morning. Talk to God. Many of us have wasted so many encounters. Lord, I, I, I refuse to continue wasting the encounters. Yes, Daddy, please help me. Destroy my ignorance concerning what I should do. Yes, every man's mountain is the mountain of his ignorance. Father, this, destroy my ignorance. I refuse ignorance to take advantage of me now. In the name of Jesus. And from these days, I begin to draw upon the resources of heaven that is made available for me. In the name of Jesus, talk to God, talk to God. And from today henceforth, I begin to draw upon the resources of heaven that is readily made available for me. That has, that, that has been made available for me through my, my Savior and my Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, I draw upon those resources. I draw upon heavenly resources made available for me. Thank you, Jesus. For in Jesus, the most prosperous name, we have prayed. Amen, 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 fire. God bless you for prayers, counseling, or testimonies. Or should God lay in your heart one way or the other to help the ministry? You can contact me through my email, johnsonjulius at tableofgodsgrace.org. johnsonjulius at tableofgodsgrace.org. Or you call any of these lines, or you WhatsApp us, or Telegram us through any of the lines. Plus 233-500-824-656. Or plus 233-552-482-187. I recognize the presence of the beautiful people that are on Casbust. Uh, I am seeing one Samsung. I am seeing Kai Von. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce that name well. I'm seeing Miller. I'm seeing Kevin, I'm seeing Alfredo, Luis, I'm seeing Dennis, Dennis Water, I'm seeing Christine, I'm seeing Jeremy. God bless you all. God increases you. The word of God will not become scarce commodities in your life in the name of Jesus. God bless you. 
Exploit this day. Exploit it in all ramifications and make greater exploits for yourself and for the kingdom in the name of Jesus. My name still remains Johnson Julius. See you tomorrow, God willing. God bless you.